Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, we're recording this early because where am I going to be when this comes out? In Ibiza. (sighs) (laughs) We're going to Ibiza. I'm so excited. the island. (laughs) The island. I've got pre-rave tension, you know, when you get like... I've never heard anyone say that before. Can you please explain what pre-rave tension is? PRT is when you have got like, you get like a bit squeaky bum because you get sort of the fear of the rave. You know, when you know you've got a massive, this feeling hasn't happened to me for so long, but I'm going on um, SJ, my best mate. It's her Hindu, which I've planned and I know the itinerary. So I just know what I've, what I've planned for everyone. And there's just a lot of drinking, dancing, and I just, I've got a slight fear. Oh my God. I've actually, when you just said it, I got nervous feeling my stomach I don't know why that's so weird you're giving me P what is it PRT PRT pre-rave tension (laughs) no it's going to be good and you know what I'm trying to do is to have a bit more of a chill time like we've got a boat day which is going to be really fun I say this now I'm looking at you and I'm thinking like well you you, you might as well just not speak because it's not going to happen is it Dolls is flying out with the kids on Tuesday though so then we've got Tuesday oh, nice. to Saturday which will be really family-fied and that's just going to be lovely and it's our you know it's our first family holiday for a while so we're really excited about it so yeah it's great oh, how are you I'm good I will have actually um been I don't want to say raving because uh, me and that word don't go together but um no I've, I'm going to a festival on Saturday so you know by what? the time this comes out who knows who like who I'll be by then <laughs> we've lost you the woman to the woods yeah like, what are, uh, who are you we seeing? are who's going playing? to Soho House Festival. I've actually got no idea who's playing, if I'm honest with you. Um, my, one of my friends told me that there is a lobster, um, like unlimited lobster, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll come. <laughs> I'll come. <laughs> You're so bougie. You're the did most you bougie what? person. I'm actually not, though. This is the thing. I'm actually not. But uh, did you see Axel put a Rolex on his birthday list please can we talk about this what the hell well that's what Jack Grealish has got so no wonder he's oh put my it God, down you're right you're right because <laughs> I said to James I was like when like when first off like what how does he even know what that is secondly why would he even like think about that because it's not like we talk about Rolex watches at dinner do you know what I mean we do we don't I wear an Apple watch and James doesn't wear a watch so but then also it's linked with a trip to Wales so um, yeah. I'm wondering what's going down in Wales why he needs a Rolex watch to where to where to Wales anybody want to fill us in on what goes down in Wales <laughs> that would be amazing maybe there's a great right? Rolex shot there Exactly. Um, and it's where Jack Grealish gets his watches. So what every <laughs> six-year-old wants, I'll be doing a gift guide on Instagram. Um, Please, answers on a postcard. Yeah, all stuff you can pick up in the pound shop, I'm sure. Well, that's hilarious. Everyone loved that on Instagram as well. But his writing was so good. He's so smart. I don't, I like, I, I mean, lots of people saying that, that's lovely. But you know, like, I, how are you supposed to know? Because well, I don't see any other kids his age. I don't see their workbooks or their writings. So I've got nothing to compare yeah. it to. So I've got yeah. no idea. Well, <laughs> I am an expert in this field and I say he's a genius. Well, I'll take that then. Brilliant. <laughs> can, we t- can we talk for a moment about Kit's growing pains, oh, which gosh. has been going down in our house yes. this week. Jesus Christ. Did you get them when you was younger? All the time. I had major problems because basically I grew loads until I was 11 and then I have not grown <laughs> since. At one point I had the biggest boobs in the class and basically now 
they would be the smallest boobs in the class if you like <laughs> if you were to do a comparison. But I played a lot of sport when I was a kid, so I got really bad growing pains. But I have identified it as that now. The first couple of nights, he was just wailing out, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And then he finally started to t- to sort of I could make out that he was going, "Oh, legs." Um, so he's obviously getting cramps. So I've just been taking everybody's advice. Thank you for all your messages. Cowpole massage. Obviously, you can't give him deep heat and stuff like that. But I've just been like massaging Is his. Is that what and you're stuff supposed to, to do? Help. Like massage and yeah. cowpole yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Gosh, that's so interesting. I hadn't thought about growing pains, but I used to get them actually, and I never yeah. knew like what they were. I mean, clearly they didn't. I think they're common. They didn't last long for me either. <laughs> <laughs> We're the smallest girls in the world, but here we go. Um, look, let's get into today's chat because it was actually, uh, you know, a lovely kind of meaty conversation. And we're so, so excited about this one because we've been trying to get this guest on the podcast for a couple of years now. But we finally managed to pin her down and what a delight she was to talk to. Um, covered so many topics as well. And it was just, it was. I loved hearing her, her moment that she found out she was pregnant as well because I don't know if she's spoken about that before. No, there's so much in this chat that I've definitely not heard her talk about. Um, um, I mean, you three months together, and we just could have could have spoken to her all day. We we oh God, yeah. we did. We covered so much ground, and it's a chat that yeah, like Zoe says, we've been waiting a long time for, but it was absolutely worth it. Definitely. So let's let's get into it, George. Who are we talking to today? Today we are chatting to Rochelle Humes. Well, I know that both Georgia and I are incredibly excited about today's conversation. Um, and in fact, a bit of a pitchy moment, actually, because this woman is a total legend. Um, mother, businesswoman, presenter, podcaster. I mean, I could go on. I don't know how she fits in what she does day to day, but she manages it. And we just said, we move. Today's guest is Rochelle Humes. Oh, that's nice. How are you? How are you, Rochelle? What's your morning been like? Well, today I... I had all the best will in the world to get up and like do some sort of workout before the kids got up today, but that didn't happen. Um, so I got up. Valley had pirate day at school today. I don't even know what that means. So don't pirate ask day. me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm literally as clueless as you are. <laughs> all I know is Mr. Amazon helped me out and I found a pirate costume last minute. On Brilliant. Mine. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so she had pirate day. I've dropped, I've dropped her in. And then I dropped layer in and then I realised Alaya forgot her glasses at home. So I went back, I dropped Alaya's glasses in and then dropped Blake to nursery, got rained on because I decided to walk when it was raining because that's just what I do. And then I'm literally running here to you now. Now I start work. So I feel like I'm all a bit like, Whoa. you've made it. <laughs> I made the finish line. <laughs> It basically sounds like the, the like the normal morning in the life of mother. I mean, yeah. the amount of shit that we get done before pre pre nine a.m. is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I actually really had cleaned up actual shit before eight a.m. this morning <laughs> from the living room, from my daughter's bedroom, and as I came upstairs to record because I record in the bedroom, I saw some on the stairs. Wow. And I just oh, thought to wow. myself, wow, how did I get here? Who's been pooing oh, in your God. house? Gigi, we got rid of a dummy at the weekend and she's out to get us. So there we she's, go. She's, she's doing the protest poo. <laughs> she wants that dummy back. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Rochelle, I guess, uh, we, you know, there's so many things that we want to talk to you about today, but um, k- kick us off by kind of like where you are in your life now and how you're feeling about all of the juggling that you're managing to do with, you know, your presenting and your podcasting and obviously My Little Coco and stuff. And, 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 you know, having another child. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I feel like I'm so used to juggling at this point that I remember the days when I didn't and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really didn't like sit down and enjoy that enough and like soak soak that shiz up. Yeah. But yeah, listen, I am like, I try to really brain dump at work. So I come to my office and I get, I like offload and I really just try and leave it here. And that's sort of my way of, dealing with it and um, work from home just doesn't work for me at all I can't I just can't do it I don't get anything done I'm not good at one thing you know I'm not good at being a mum because I'm distracted by my work and then I'm not good at working because you know someone's pooing so you know I kind of have really had to sort of get good at setting boundaries and taking time for me too as a human in the midst of that and just making sure that I try and I don't pile my plates too high and when I do I can just do one and then do the other so that's kind of how I've sort of I'm there now. I feel like I'm just slowly getting into the swing of 
trying to find balance a bit between work and everything else that happens and what does your support network look like um so my support network is my mum basically she she retired from work and I'm sure she probably thought she was about to sail off into the sunset and like (laughs) (laughs) chill out but I I had a nanny before and it just didn't work for me I didn't like it I didn't um, what's I just didn't gel with it. I tried and I just found it really, you know, like my week doesn't look the same from one week to the yeah. next. So I sort yeah. of had to have a nanny on a retainer, so you like, so that I'm like, okay, I need you this month, this week, and then the next week I might not. But then if she was working and then we were home and I was off, I'd be like, well, what are you doing here? Because I'm yeah. here, so this is yeah. really awkward. We're both trying to do the thing that... Yeah. And I just found it like, yeah, I just, it, I just couldn't gel with it at all. And... I'm fortunate that Marvin predominantly works evenings unless we're like doing the hit list or he's, you know, doing something that might be like a concentrated period of time. Generally on the whole, his radio show is in the evenings in the day he is about. So if I'm busy in the day, which is normally how that is for me, he'll do, you know, we're very much sort of, we're very even with our parenting. He's not like, it's not that daddy daycare people talk about. Oh God, yeah, we hate that. Yeah, I hate all that. Um, We're very, very equal. Um, So, so yeah, so we kind of are like that. So he sort of does day if I'm busy. And then, so I'm sort of like, I don't really feel like I needed somebody that wasn't going to tread on our toes when we were around. And then if I do, my mum is amazing and she kind of, where she's retired now, she's like, can I do school run this week? Or can I do this and can I do that? And then there'll always be something that I need her to help with. Or when we go away together to take the hit list, she'll stay over. And Mm. so I kind of just felt like, and I had a bit of a bad experience with like trust issues and stuff in a a previous nanny role before. Um, So it just didn't work with me and working. Like I'm realistic. I know that it takes the village. I'm busy. And, you know, I work and so does my husband. So we, we need help. It's physically impossible that it's just us two. Mm. But I just feel a lot more comfortable that it's someone that knows and loves my kids in the way that I do. Um, and then I do have someone that helps me with the house, keep the house tidy. Yeah, you've got to have, you've got to have that. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm like, that is, I really need that. And I kind of, I look at my mum and I think, goodness me, like, when we were kids she was on her own spinning all the plates no help at all and she bossed it and I just think gosh like I take my hat off to her so yeah I kind of feel a lot more comfortable now that I've that it's my mum and not and yeah. not somebody else I don't know why it just really it sits better with me now yeah I mean I think that, that that's that sort of eternal battle isn't it that if you haven't got any of your family close that you you know you have and if you want to work and you're trying to do it all you have to have you know you have to pay somebody to come and help you it's and then really the feelings of guilt around that that you're letting yeah. somebody else spend all this time with your yeah. kids and they're not your family members I find yeah. it really difficult. Is it? Yeah, is it, that is really, really hard. And my mum's like an hour away. So, you know, she's not, she's near enough, but she's not close. So she couldn't just mm-hmm. pop if there was an emergency. So there's all, there's sometimes that little bit where I'm like, there'll be one day here and there where I'm like scratching my head in the morning. Yeah. Thinking, like, How's <laughs> this one going to go down? But it always does, doesn't it? Somehow it always figures itself out. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's really, it's a really hard thing to put your trust into somebody that, you don't know. You just trust yeah. the fact that they're good. And I had a situation that it wasn't good for me before, you know, with not with anything dodgy, bad with the children, but just, you know, trust issues with them. And it, and it wasn't nice. And it kind of, it really sort of, you know, I feel like I got my fingers bitten a little bit. Yeah. But it is, it is a really hard thing to do. And like you say, I'm fortunate that my mum can sort of step in and A, that she wants to. Like, yeah. I'm lucky yeah. that she's like, not like I'm busy living my life. Yeah. <laughs> <Leave me alone. laughs> I know. I always say to Zoe because my mum's sort of similar. She's not been around so much recently. But I'm like, when do you become that selfless? Like, when when does that happen? <laughs> yeah. I'm this like, because I'm like, you know, thinking, okay, maybe 18 or realistically maybe 25. Then I can like, okay, then I'm gonna get my life back. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. then I have grandchildren. Oh, I don't know. I, don't I know. know. And also, I can't like be a hypocrite. So when that comes to us, I'm going to have to be like, yep, don't worry. I'll take the grandkids here. <laughs> I've got plans. Me and Marv are going to like go backpacking and travel the world. We had kids young, right? I had a yeah. lot when I was 23. Wow. So I plan to like, when my kids are like old enough, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to be in Ibiza. <laughs> You come and meet me here, Rosh. I don't think I'm ever going to come home, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. I'll, I'll meet you there. Save me a, save me a lounger. <laughs> um, you just mentioned how young you had, you know, you had a liar. Just take us back to that moment that you found out that you were going to be a mother and, mm. and, and the impact and I guess the emotions between you and Marv at that time. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a weird one because we, we were young, but we planned that, right? Yeah. So we were trying for for a baby, which is crazy when I think of like my sisters now and I think they you know they would be like oh my gosh that is like whoa to me um but I think I don't know I think we had lived such a sort of busy life by the age of 23 I felt like I'd done so much career-wise that I was really like happy that if this didn't work out and if you know I kind of feel ready to start a family and that was something that was really exciting to me so and we got married at 23 and then within like four months after getting married, I felt pregnant and it sort of happened, you know, fortunately really quite quickly and probably quicker than I thought. I was like, mm. oh, let's start trying. And then I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So, yeah, I kind of, um, and I, you know, and I feel really, really fortunate for that. I really, really do. But at the time I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realise it was going to happen like mm. that. Do you remember the moment? Do you, do you remember the moment where yeah, you did the I test? I remember the moment well. I remember going to, Marvin was an usher at his cousin's wedding and one of my best friends is his cousin's wife. And I remember being in the church and he had stayed there the night before because he was usher and I was meeting him the next day. And I remember sitting in the church thinking, whoa, I feel really sick. And I, although that you're trying, like you don't actually think, yeah, it's the last thing that you actually think. It is just really weird. It's like, we, you're trying for a baby, but it's the last thing I actually thought. And I remember the vicar saying, just so everyone knows before we start, the toilets are over there. And I remember really intently listening to, hang on, where did he say they were? Because I actually thought I was going to So I remember making a little run and feeling like, you only get that watery mouth, but I couldn't eat. But I felt sick and I was like, what is this? And then, then I felt okay, then fine the rest of the day. And then someone brought over like these prune canapes and I was like, oh <laughs> gosh, I couldn't, yeah, can't deal with that. And then there was just something in me. He had a gig that night. So he did, we did the wedding. We were going home and then he had like a DJ gig somewhere. Uh, actually, it wasn't a DJ gig because he was still in the group. So it was a JLS gig. It was a must have been a concert ever, uh, afterwards that night. So he drove to, him and the boys had driven to Manchester. And then he must have got home that night at maybe like 4am the next morning after the gig. And I remember like, randomly thinking I think I should take a pregnancy test and like he was probably thinking I'd had a lovely night's sleep he'd got in at 4am like, <laughs> really I'm gonna say I think I might be pregnant but he was like huh I think I'm pregnant <laughs> he was like oh oh okay okay and then sort of went back to sleep but obviously he I'm just me thinking I'm pregnant so then I just got up found myself to the cabinet and there was my friend just found out not long before so I still had her tests that she did in my house in the, <laughs> cupboard, in the cupboard and I was I'm just gonna use one of these and I'd never taken a test in my life before that um and I did it and it literally instantly said pregnant and I was like but I literally just weed and went eh, and put it underneath and I thought and I said to him Marv it says I'm pregnant, but I think I've done it wrong because I didn't wait enough. It says that you've got to wee for a bit and then put it under. I didn't do that. And he was like, what? I said, but it says I'm pregnant. And then I remember Googling it and it would say like, it would never say you're pregnant if you wasn't. The yeah. Whole yes. like so, but I was convinced I'd done it wrong. And he was like, whoa, hang on, right there a minute. Should I get you a drink? Do you need another wee yet? So he was like all tired. He went to the kitchen to get a drink. I was like, I can't wee yet. I've just weed. I don't need one. The pressure to wee again. I can't do it. And I actually remember how juvenile is this. I remember that the I remember the drink I drank. There was a Capri Sun in our fridge because my nephew had been <laughs> over. And I remember down in a Capri Sun. And we were like in a group. So like we were like, our fridge was nothing at that point other than like, you know, 
like alcohol and like chocolate. <laughs> there was nothing in the fridge and there was this rogue Capri Sun because I had my nephew over the week before. So I downed this Capri Sun and then, yeah, it said if I was pregnant again. I was like, oh, I think I'm definitely pregnant. We were just uh-uh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I had to get ready. I had a TV performance that day and he was like, should I come with you? I was like, Okay. And then he was just sort of with me because I was pregnant. Like we, we wasn't telling anyone. Like you don't really, I think I'm still all right, you know. And yeah, that was it. We were just all a little bit like, okay, okay, yeah. And how and how was your pregnancy? And did you have sort of any fears around the impact having a child would have on your life and your career? Yeah, I was worried about that. I remember like Una had a Una had had a little one, not that long before like I think there's like 18 months between them and I just remember being we'd just gone to America and we just like we we had a tv show out there we were living there um and I found out I was pregnant when I'd come back from America for like a week and then I knew I had to go back again I was literally I found out I was pregnant I went to tape something and the next day I was flying to LA for like another few few months and I remember just finding it like, oh my gosh, everybody's going to hate me because we're now supposed to be like cracking America. And I know I'm pregnant. I don't want to tell them they're going to know in a bit because I just didn't want to, yeah. t- you know, like I was like, yeah. I just want to tell yeah. everybody when I'm like, I'm just getting my head around this anyway and figuring out, okay, what do you do? Oh, although I'd seen Una do it. So I wasn't scared, but it was just a different place in the Saturdays because now we'd had this opportunity in America and I remember just thinking like will it affect it and I remember just being like when I then did tell everybody like I will work till the end and I will do this and and I remember feeling I was so sick and I remember being like shooting music videos and like I remember shooting a a TV commercial in America for a TV show running to the toilet every two minutes but I didn't want to tell everyone I was being sick because I thought that they'd think I was incapable it was almost like that feeling that you have when you have a hangover yeah kind of like well you went out and drunk last night so you better get on with it so I kind of that that's how I thought that everybody felt so I kind of just wanted to just it was just like I was battling on the whole time like thinking okay we'll get through this don't worry I'll do the single and I'll come back to work straight away and I remember I was on like Lorraine it was I think or like Good Morning Britain I can't remember what it was at the time like three and a bit three four weeks after having a layer wow like with like really sore boobs and spanks yeah. like, Jesus that's so soon and, like, oh. so soon and if I could like go back I'd literally be like Michelle can't and I remember Marv being like are you sure this is but I was so there was nothing he could tell me I was like I'm going yeah. I'm doing it I'm doing it. yeah um so I kind of just wish I had somebody at that point going it's all right. Like you mm. can sit this one out. Like you've just had a baby. Yeah. You're not supposed to be this superhuman, you know. Do you think that's the pressure from society and the way that kind of, you know, as women, I know that I felt it as well when I found out I was pregnant with Luna. I was like, I'm just mm. not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to carry on going until the minute I drop yeah. and then I'm going to come back 10 days later and I'm going to, you know, I had this really weird, yeah. I don't know, the pressure of how I felt like I had to perform. Maybe I thought it was going to be harder. Yeah. Or maybe I thought I'd lose out on jobs. Um, or do you yeah. think that that was something that you felt because of the way that you're a grafter and the, your work ethic? What do, what do you think? I think, I think there's probably a real, I think there's a real, 50 50 mix mm. of that and yeah. I think the way that maybe I felt was probably because I am part of society and we're all conditioned to think that women you know should work like they don't have kids but then raise kids like they don't work like yeah. it's really it's really there's a real pressure on us and I think so maybe I put it on myself because I didn't want to let anybody down and I knew that's what everybody thought and I didn't want to be that um so yeah, there was definitely pressure to get back for sure. And I don't know if that is solely, uh, you know, that was, if I looked back, I don't know if it was like, actually, Michelle, you put all that pressure on yourself. That, yeah. that, that could have been the case, but I definitely felt the pressure. I'm not really sure where it was coming from, but probably yeah. 50-50, to be honest. We'll be right back after this short break. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Did you learn from that, I guess, with your second and third children? Because I mean, I know I definitely did. You kind of, you know, your first, you not make loads of mistakes, but you kind of, you do. You do, you do. Yeah. yeah. And then with the second, you think, right, I'm not going to do that again. And I am going to, you know, stay at home for like the first couple of weeks and just soak it all in. Did mm-hmm. you do that second time round, second and third time round? A little more the second. <laughs> the, second, the, second the second time I I definitely felt a lot more in control the second time. So the first time I remember I got papped leaving a scan, my 12-week scan. And I don't know how it happened, but I got papped walking out of my the um the um the clinic in London. And I was walking we, and we got papped. And then within about three hours, the newspaper was on the phone to my then manager at the time and was like, we know that she's pregnant. We're going to run it. Oh and God. I remember being like, yeah. And I remember thinking, is that okay? And they, they knew that I was, I don't know how, but they knew I was 12 weeks. Um, so I think by that point, it's okay to say, I don't know how that is a thing, but at the time that's what they were saying. And I remember being like, we literally haven't told our family. Yeah. So I was like to my manager, wow. So literally on the way home, I'll never forget it. On the way home, Marv was driving. I was in the car. And there's a, the, you could still see the pat picture now. I'm wearing this poncho. And I just looked really like uncomfortable that I'm getting photographed. And I sort of felt like I knew where he knew where I was walking out of. It was all just a bit not nice. And um, I remember calling everybody. I'm like, let me just call everyone if this is going to run. And Twitter wasn't around that long then. And I remember just thinking, okay, I've called everyone. And I'm going to tweet it because I don't want someone to be in control of yeah. my news. Because it didn't feel yeah. like that's what we did. We called all of our family. We messaged. And there's always someone that you miss. And I remember tweeting it and someone be like, oh, my God, you didn't tell me. I'm so sorry. I was so like, it was so rushed. I called 25 people already. <laughs> yeah. My phone's run out of battery. Exactly. Um, and then have to think about how you're going to announce it to the world. It was all very odd. Um, so I remember thinking the second time I didn't want anyone to know. And I was like, I had this real bee in my bonnet about not telling anyone. And I, I don't know why I did that, but I just felt like I really wanted to be in control of it. So I didn't tell anyone I was pregnant with Valley till I was six months pregnant. Right. Wow. I got, and it was amazing. I loved it. I felt like we felt invincible. We were like, hee hee. I was doing stuff. I was wearing things that you wouldn't be, you know, I, you can hide it for, you know, yeah. I don't know how, yeah. but I managed to hide it to, until that point. And then I remember I was about to host Children in Need and it's like three hours of live telly. And i never forget my stylist came in and he was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to, I'm sort of, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he was like, I think we're going to have to say, we're going to have to, you know, I was trying on dresses that week and I was like, let's just wear all black. I'll stand front on, people might not be able to tell, but by that point my boobs were massive and like, yeah. People were either going to say that I had a boob job or <laughs> they looked so perky. They were massive. They were, they were so different for me. They were out here. Um, so he was like, so I literally did the fit and I was like, okay, I think it's time. So then we we posted that we were expecting and it was just so nice because I felt so in control of it and it felt like my own news. So I kind of handled that a little bit differently and then, I felt a lot different the second time. I felt in control. I knew what I was doing. I felt very relaxed. I enjoyed the, I really enjoyed it. I was like, felt, yeah, my first pregnancy, I didn't enjoy it. I felt like I was an alien. I felt not myself. Uh, I didn't, I felt quite sick. But the second time I loved it and I just felt really in control of it. Um, 
but I still went back to work early because I didn't learn from that the first time classically and um, not as early but I just panicked and I just I don't yeah. know why there was that thing in me that I was like okay but what if I don't work again this time and now yeah. I have a baby that I need to make sure I'm working for and then I actually felt the pressure more as a mum actually yeah. versus anything about I just wanted to make sure that I still was capable of providing for her now so it was kind of the pressure upped a little bit the third time I was in lockdown oh yeah oh, yes it was the first time genuinely like obviously we were so fortunate that we were blessed enough nobody was ill we were safe we had a you know we were lucky enough that we had a safe four walls to being around that awful period of time for so many but for me I actually the sort of wheels fell off the world and it was the first time that I could go well I can't go to work anyway yeah. and nor can anyone so I was actually like I was enjoying I was really like I mean I felt quite sick at the start but apart from that I was and then even so I was pregnant throughout the lockdown then it opened up again do you remember the summer where it opened up yeah again? and then we went back into that second sort of lockdown that wasn't like the first but it was a lockdown you know yeah in October and that's when Blake was born was in October so I actually had that time to just Oh, and it was so nice. I was like, this mm-hmm. is what I missed out on. Yeah. That first, you know, with the first two that I sort of didn't soak up. And I literally, like, drunk up every last drop of that baby bubble. Oh. And, yeah, and I don't think we'll have any more kids. I think we're done now. So I was, I'm really thankful for that time and that moment where I literally did just bond and I breastfed at my leisure I did couldn't get on with breastfeeding last time but it was probably the two times before and that was probably because I was not in it yeah Yeah, really and this time I really you know I kind of I felt like a real mum yeah (laughs) a really present kind of enjoying the bubble the the newborn bubble yeah yeah I did and I'm so thankful for that so yeah I kind of and yeah there were downsides of it obviously like he didn't meet anybody for a long time and it was a bit weird, like everybody just, a lot of people like, oh my God, I just feel weird that you've got a baby now because I feel like I didn't even see you pregnant. I didn't yeah. know you pregnant this time because it was just a weird, blurry year. But yeah, I kind of, I feel lucky that I know that in myself that I think we're, well, I say this, but I'm pretty certain that we're complete. We've had the convo. <laughs> but you never know. When you see a newborn baby, <laughs> do they twinge when you see a newborn baby? I always think always. that's the best. But do you know that's my problem? They always will. So yeah. I just need to be sensible and know that we're done. <laughs> I get yeah. that. Rochelle, what sort of what sort of a mum are you? And and what are the parts that you really, really love? And then what are the parts that maybe you struggle with slightly or or find kind of difficult to navigate because obviously you're, you're like you're, your girls are, are getting big like mm. the, it's not gonna be long till they're teenagers oh, no, but I know I'm so I, I'm scared of about oh, that. oh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm so that. scared about that yeah I'm good because I've got nieces I've got friends of older kids that are like getting into so I feel like I'll have so much advice which is mm. great but I'm scared about that um I think the things that I dislike about parenting is the routine of it all Mm. Now I feel like I'm, and it's mad, but I feel like I'm the best version of myself as a parent when we've all woken up from school. Right. This sounds really weird because all my friends are like, oh my God, I can't wait for, and I know what they mean. Like it is quite nice where you're like, okay, I've got, but I, I'm like the, I'm like the worst version of a parent when I have to brush everyone out of the house in the morning and it's all go, go, go. And I don't like that. I feel like a nag. I feel like. I've like snapped at them because they're, I don't, are your kids really slow in the morning? Oh God. Put your oh, shoes gosh, on. Can no. you put your shoes on? Please, can you put your shoes on? Go and brush your yeah. teeth. They don't do fucking anything. It's so annoying. And I, and I hate myself that I've then like probably snapped at them on the way into school and, and then I think about it all day and I'm uh, like, oh gosh, yeah. like she had a spelling test today and I moaned at her because she took about an hour to do her shoes. Um, so yeah, I, I hate that version of it. I hate that naggy, person that I can become at yeah. points of being a mum that's what I really just I'll never gel with that because that's just not like I'm so easy going in life in work in like I just I just want everyone to be in a good environment I want it to be chilled and it's that but parent with parenting that I'll never sort of get used to 
the yeah. fact that like I have to be the one to say no and to be the bad one I'd hate that I really hate that yeah I get that I want to talk to you about imposter syndrome because I feel like mm. you know for somebody especially like you who's got so many strings to their bow um and I know l- loads of people listening will kind of feel this it's like how can I be the best mother how can I be the best businesswoman how can I be the best partner and are there moments where you think shit I don't know if I can do this yeah oh my goodness I, I do you know what Zoe I think that now I've like, like I was saying before like I've really got myself into the rhythm of how this looks and how this works for me it's taken me three children <laughs> to get there <laughs> it's taken you know I, you know, I've been married 10 years this year. Like it does, it's something that I feel like I'm just starting to get the grip of now. And I think it is, it really comes with boundaries. And it's like, I have always been that person that thinks like, I count my lucky stars that I'm in the industry that I'm in. And I've always been, I suppose, I'm thankful, but I've always sort of been like, I felt like I'm in debt to someone because of it. Oh, I'm okay. It's fine. We'll make it work. We'll make it happen. And I feel like over the past year or so, I've got used to the fact that actually you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to, as in, because it's good for you to do that because actually, you know, you don't, you know, it, it, it's a good relationship to, or, or, you know, trying to constantly think that you're lucky to be here. And I yeah. look, we all are, but, but at a point you have to go, I'm not just lucky. Let's not, get let this imposter syndrome eat away at us forever like I'm valued here and I know what I'm doing and I've been doing it for x amount of time for a reason you have to sort of put that hat on and know your worth and I think in doing that and it doesn't mean that you have to be a complete asshole by the way it just means that like for example this can be like not just in in the workplace by the way this can be like friends like if, if I messaged someone and was like, oh, right, can we go for lunch, like, lunch on this day? I always feel a pressure to go, oh, my goodness, yes, I've not seen you for so long. We need to. Knowing full well that that week is really hella busy for me. I've mm. got the kids. Someone's got sport today. I've got the – I'm actually – it's going to be a real stress to make this lunch happen. I'm probably not going to enjoy it. I'm going to be clock watching the whole time. Like, and if mm. someone said to me, oh, do you know what, babe, I can't make that day, I wouldn't think, oh, how bloody dare she? Yeah. I'd just go, oh, okay, no worries. Well, when can we do soon? But I always used to put this pressure on myself that, no, I have to do that because I should do that, really. So I'll meet her for lunch and then I'm probably not present. And then I'm just trying to sort of make sure everything happens, but actually nothing's happening at its, gr- at the, its greatest level. Yeah. And also I think when you do that, you spend your whole week dreading all the things that you've got in your yes. diary and not enjoying any of it, even yeah. though if you t- took a couple of them, they're really lovely yeah. things to be doing. But nice if you jam pack your list, yeah. Yeah, you're like... <gasps> yeah. Oh, gosh, so I've don't. just got really good at like lately of going actually I'll do this this day this this day actually now after that like this afternoon Eli's got a hockey match and I actually really want to watch her hockey match so I'll work until this point and then I'm off because I'm doing that and then yeah that's it and I won't be by my phone so I've just got I've just got a lot better at at saying no and not yes. feeling bad for <laughs> yes. it because it's all right no doesn't make you a bitch no, no just means that you're actually like trying to balance it and that's the only way that you'll start to get balance in life is if you just put that on pause. Someone said something to me, me the other day. They said, do you know what's just as good as a yes? And it's a quick no. And mm. I think that has really stayed with me because you can say, you know, if you agree to do something, like you've got someone's birthday dinner in and you know that you're not going to be able to make it because of X, Y, and Z, but you're still saying yes until the day of it. And then, you're, then you've yeah. let someone down. But if you just say to I them, know. you know what, thank you so much, but I'm not going to be able to make I it. It's done that day. It's done. done. It's done. done. So why do we make such a bloody big deal out of it? I don't know. This is ringing so true to me at the moment. I'm suddenly like... It's true, mm, isn't it? Because you spend no. that whole day, like Zoe just said, like, and even the day before thinking, I've got that thing tomorrow, I'm going to have to cancel it. Yeah. No, I'll cancel it in the morning. And then you've, then you've only got 24 hours and you're like, mm. is it better to do it now? Is it worse if I do it like two hours before? Oh, or should yeah. I just wait? Oh, no, I'll wait. I'll cancel it in the morning. And then you're like, no, just say no. You were never going to go, Rosh. You knew you couldn't go. Yeah. So like you say, the quick no. And quick if you no. instantly in that moment go, oh, I actually can't that day. Sorry. Um, but let, let's get together soon. It's done. Yeah. yeah. 
we're all crazy. Really interested in the in the sort of psyche behind that because I think that's all, also to do with your like self worth and, and 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 like being asked to do something you never want to let anybody else down. But in 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 doing yeah. that, you're letting yourself down and you're letting it load, loads yeah. of other people down because you're making too many commitments and saying yes to too many things, yeah. and then you feel like an octopus being dragged in all these different directions. Yeah. I feel like the and boundaries. And you feel bad. Like, yes, you feel guilty. Absolutely. It is, and that's what my point. It really is a boundaries thing. Like we all have become so happy to like please everybody whilst compromising our own happiness and I just think life is so short like you know tomorrow's never promised that's one thing we're all sure of right like mm-hmm. and if I've spent my week making sure I went to this for that one saying yes to that thing that I didn't want to do but I felt bad to say no like you know yeah we're all here once what are we all doing absolutely um moving slightly to a different subject but you've got two girls and a boy um Zoe and I've both got a girl and a boy two girls and a boy um what do you see any differences between raising your girls and your son yeah I that boy is I'm weak <laughs> for that boy oh my god me I too can't. <laughs> yeah, are you? I'm obsessed you? with him. I just can't say no I'm to him. Obsessed He's obsessed with him. I know. Did yeah. you have two girls and then a boy? So my eldest is my stepdaughter, but I've known her since she was, yes. you know, fifteen months yeah. old. And then I had Luna, and then Kit came, and then I was like, oh, oh my god, this is completely so, disarming. So, but you're in that order. Yes. You're in that yeah. order. Yeah, yeah, though, same right? as you. Two girls yeah, yeah, and a boy. Yeah. Although I had my son first and then my daughter right. and I'm still as obsessed with my son. And I, <laughs> I say all the time, I'm like, he's the golden child. He's the perfect child. He's, and not, not in front of her or him, obviously. But to anyone I mean, who I love with you. My mum says to me, what so are you like bad. with that boy? She says it's, and I can't, he just has to give me a look and I cannot. I, is it the opposite sex thing? Is that, yes. is that, I don't know what it is, but there's something like, I oh, listen, my, my firstborn, my, my mid, like my girl, I, I adore them. They're my children. Of course, we don't need to justify that. We're not bad people here, but no. my boy, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just like, he, he could do anything, but then I need um, to make sure that doesn't translate into that really annoying mother-in-law that thinks the son yes. shines out of their mum, their son's bum. So yeah. I need yeah. to like, do you know what I mean? We need to make sure that we don't, We like, I'm going to have to be really good with him at disciplining him too because he makes me melt, so I'll just be annoying. <laughs> yeah, and also you just don't want to be that person. I've seen it firsthand. No. It's like glaring at, you know, his his future partner, his life partner, whoever that is, and just like giving them the giving them the eyes during the wedding, being like, I want to be standing there getting married to my son. <laughs> we, we, we can't. We can't do that. Axel got a letter in his book bag recently, just before Christmas, I think. And it said something like, oh, Axel, I love you so much. And my husband looked at it and he was laughing. He was like, oh, my God, look at this. It's so funny. I genuinely, like, (laughs) I I felt devastated and I was like oh yeah yeah that's really funny and inside I am raging I'm like oh my god who is this person oh god I can't believe it and it's so weird because I know that feeling is so wrong and so Mm. weird but I had it it was it was there I felt it in my stomach isn't it yeah yeah I mean I don't I'm you know I'm really like I'm like merely aware of that so I'm like I can't be like a pain (laughs) you know I don't want that to be the future for my son or son's partner but I just think yeah there's something about a son and a mum that it's just undeniable Mm. I can't I don't know what it is but I'm obsessed with him I I try and describe I try and describe this feeling quite a lot and I I think it's because it's the first male relationship in my life that isn't a, a romantic connection but yeah. I feel them I feel the male energy so it sets something inside me off that I'm used to and it's familiar but it's this powerful yes. love that I've never experienced before so sometimes when he's looking at me and like touching my face and he's like kiss on the lips mommy I'm like yeah okay and oh. I'm like I could just fucking eat you because it, it, it's really it's like hard it's edible like I could yeah. literally just mm. yeah. I know I'm so with you. It must. You're right in that theory. It must be totally that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it must absolutely. be. We must have never to had, discipline I've them. never had a love for a male in that love. In, no. You know, so it's kind of like it's it's first, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. first sort of. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. mental. But I'm so glad it's not just me. 
<laughs> Let's keep checking in with each other, ladies, because what we don't want is the, <laughs> to have the uh, psychopathic mother-in-law tag when when, we we're, when they're older. That. We can't no. be that. That's not that's not what I'm destined to do. <laughs> check I want to be, like be the twenty years. I want to be the friendly one. I want to be the friendly one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so obviously, you've got so much going on at the moment. Um, mm. Could you just tell us about your collection with Regatta? Mm-hmm. So basically, Regatta came to me, and I over lockdown. I don't know about you, but we were just outside walking, and it's something that I've really, yeah, I've actually really kept up. Especially like this morning, walking to you know, I'm trying to make those little choices of walking to the nursery versus yeah, you know, driving constantly. I mean, today it did rain, which actually the Regatta comes in handy on those scenarios. But yeah, so they sort of presented to me and. Um, overlooked down their collection and said you know this is our outdoor wear can you put an edit together for us of your favorite bits and what would you wear and how would you wear it and that's exactly what I did and it's like amazing because it's performance wear but it can still look nice you sort of always you know a lot of the time you ride it off to be to being a bit like oh that's not very me but actually yeah, yeah like I've put together some really nice bits and 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 made a little collection out of it. No I love how great. you do that I think you're, you're you've got a real skill at making you know, it, it like like you just said, it's kind of like it's outdoor wear that you'd go sort of walking or you know uh, with with the family yeah. or hiking or whatever it is. But actually, you still look really really glamorous in it, and they're really nice pieces, nice. really wearable. Yeah, you still yeah, you nice. do. Yeah, you and do. it is wearable so much so that I don't just like you know I wear it to you know like the little crop puffers and stuff. I wear to the gym as well when I'm going yeah. to gym class or you know. So I think there are definitely. It's all about how you put it together, isn't it? It is so performance driven. So like if you're getting rained on, you're actually all right. You know? Yeah, you're actually going to be dry because that's yeah. the thing is on the school run. You can, you can guarantee three o'clock the heavens open and it rains like, all the time. Every time. Yeah, every yeah. time. <laughs> and they do really good stuff for kids as well. Like I've got the kids, some of their little water, you know, like even to take into school was their little like, um, like rain like maximum coats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where so, can yeah, people no, see the so well. see the edit? Just um, online at regatta.com. Online at yeah. regatta, yeah. That's Lovely. Right. Yeah. Rochelle, before we say goodbye, we always like to ask our guests on the podcast to give us the best piece of advice that they've ever been given um, or the piece of advice that they would give a new parent. Yeah, I think the best piece of advice was from my mum. I remember the first time, well, well, when I was expecting Alaya, so expecting my first child, and I remember thinking, and I would go out and I would... Someone just had to say, oh, you should try one of these. You should, And I would be like, okay, okay, I'll order one of those because I think I need one of those. And you would just take advice from everybody. And I remember my mum saying to me, like, you just have to learn your baby. The baby in the book that you read about isn't going to be the same as your baby. And you have to just, you can't overthink, have I got this? Especially, like, if you're a little bit younger like I was, like, you kind of, doubt that you're going to be able to sort of snap out of this selfish life that we all lead before we're parents um so yeah I kind of just think don't worry about it don't sweat it if someone could have just said to me like the the baby will get here and you will know what to do by instinct like whether that takes you a little time to figure it out but you will know because you learn your baby you know and you understand what they need and someone else might hold the baby and they can't settle the baby in the way you can because you, you know, you, the baby's yours. And I think there's a real, there's a power in that more than you actually know. Just, just by default, you know, Absolutely. I think, I think you, you put so much pressure on thinking, okay, so what do I do and what time do I do this? And why is my baby not? And they will, it'll all figure itself out. They'll sleep in the end. I've never met, an, you know, they'll talk in the end, they'll eat in the end. I think yeah. we put so much pressure on it. I've never, I've never met an adult that's crawling still and not walking and can't, <laughs> no, and can't yeah. talk and doesn't sleep. Like we all get there, right? Because that's yeah. what we have to do. I think it's all, everything's so temporary. So I think you just really can't sweat the small stuff. Don't compare yourself to another mum. Don't compare your kid to another kid. Like just like go with it because I'm already thinking Blake is getting too big now and I know he's going to be my last I'm already trying to hold I'm going to be that mum yeah. that's like with Blake he's I'm going to be like oh no he doesn't need he doesn't need pull up shit he can be in nappies forever in the buggy going to yeah. school he's like mum I'm in year three can you get me out of my buggy 
<laughs> Rochelle, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it's been an you. absolute joy to chat to you. Sorry it took so long. No, we got you there. We got you. Thank we you. We got there in the end. Lots of love. <laughs> Take care. Right, see you later. Bye. I'm actually worried for our sons when they get older, all of them. <laughs> God. Well, you know, since we've had that chat... I've been so much more aware of my favouritism <laughs> towards Keir. Like, I tried to do it internally, but obviously my actions show that I'm just, I'm all over him. And it's not it's not in a creepy way. He's just he's he's my littlest. And there's that boy, you know, magnetism, which is quite hard to describe and put into words. But I think we did a pretty good job of describing it in that conversation. And then we don't. It's not just us. Rochelle feels exactly. The same, so, so it must be normal for sure. It's, it must it's be all normal. of us. So. <laughs> We do love our girls as well. We really, we really, no, of course do. we do. We really, really of do. course we do. I, th- I found it really interesting that we covered the topic of, um, you know, her feeling concerned and worried that when she was in the Saturdays and she found out that she was pregnant, that she didn't want to tell anyone. So she wasn't necessarily enjoying that process. I really related to that with my heart conversation because I was so worried about telling them that I was pregnant because I thought I was going to lose my job. Yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah, I was going to say because I, I was in a similar, not similar position, but I think we get a lot of messages from people saying, oh, I'm dreading telling my boss. I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. And it's so much more common than you think across all industries. Like, I didn't tell anybody for quite a while and I think it was pretty obvious at work that I you know I was pregnant but I I couldn't tell anyone because I was going for a new role and I thought that it would get in the way isn't that mental Um, but it I don't know I just hope that it is all in our heads and that it is actually you know people don't judge you for being pregnant or think you're going to be incapable but I mean, guess so many pe- so many of us feel that way. We just got to keep having these conversations, yeah. George. I think that's the only thing we can do really is keep talking about it, and then 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 you know, p- people don't have the option to not be okay with yeah. it. Yeah, and they know how to react. They as have to well. be okay with they it. They know how to react, and yeah. they know it's so wrong to react in any other way. And like I said, it mm. it happens across all industries, like so many yes. different industries. Um, and if you you know if you're going through it at the moment, then just go in bright and positive, and it, you know how how can anyone react to you in a bad way if you're really upbeat and positive and happy about it? If you're yeah, yep. it says more about them than it does about you if if totally, they react in the wrong way. Totally, and and I think going back to the Rochelle chat again, so many takeaways from oh. there. What an amazing woman! I don't know how she manages to do, to to do it all, but I feel like we all need a bit of Rochelle in our lives because she's an absolute mum boss. So hopefully you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did and as always we would love you to rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow too that would be amazing yeah and if you are new to the podcast we are on instagram we're at made by mummers and any feedback you've got on this episode or any guests you'd like to see then please do drop us a dm we always try to reply to all the messages and we will be back on friday Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason Insanity Group. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.